for pennies. Crypto for pennies. Crypto for pennies. Crypto for pennies. You are now tuned in to Crypto for Planners. All financial advisors are welcome to Crypto for Planners. Crypto for Planners. Welcome back to the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning industry. I'm Justin I'm with Steve again, and we're excited to do a Thanksgiving edition of the update. Absolutely. It's fun to sneak a podcast into this short week, Justin, because we got an interesting topic today. We do. But first, Steve, why don't you give us an update on what happened on the Planner Dow last week? Yeah, so as new members continue to stream into the DAO, we're seeing a lot of international members. So what we did is hosted a what we call a DAO brainstorm, where anybody can show up and give us their thoughts and ideas. And the topic last week was on international chapters. How do we include people outside of the U.S., planners outside of the U.S., become a more global, broad-based, inclusive organization? And people showed up and had some great ideas. So we're looking forward to seeing if we can get some of those implemented. Uh, and maybe start to establish a presence in some of these other countries. No, that's awesome. And I think it's one of the most uh, unique things about the DAO is this is a global movement of people who want to help um, and be fiduciaries in their own way with maybe a different terminology, but people who are interested in helping others come together and make financial decisions. So that's that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So with that uh, relayed, to our listeners, what do we have on tap today to talk about? Yeah, thanks. The article for today comes from uh, cryptocurrencynews.com. It's an article talking about directed IRA. So um, directed IRA is a self-directed IRA custodian, and they had partnered with Gemini earlier this year, and their platform has already successfully attracted um, over $40 million in crypto retirement assets. Yeah, so before we jump into how it's, you know, applies to crypto, let's take a step back and make sure we're on the same page as far as self-directed IRA. Yeah, for example, when you started saying direct IRA, I forgot that was the name of the company in the article, <laughs> and I thought you were calling self-directed IRAs direct IRAs. So let, let's make sure that everybody's on the same page here, because we were talking a little bit before, and obviously I'm very familiar with, you know, self-directed IRAs, 401ks, etc., but we haven't implemented them a whole lot in my firm um, mm -hmm. until crypto came along. But I know on the other hand, you've done a lot of them in your firm. So uh, is that something that's popular down in your area of the country? Yes. Yeah, so um, you know, self-directed IRAs are basically um, IRAs that allow you to invest in what we would consider alternative assets. Um, and so down here in Florida, you know, they love their real estate. Um, they love the <laughs> land, the um, the mortgages, the notes. And so one thing that financial planners may not realize is that those assets are legally allowed to be owned in an IRA account. It's just Schwab, Fidelity, you know, TD of the worlds. They, they, they just don't want you owning those things because they can't easily, you know, keep it on their platform. So these other self-directed IRA custodians have popped up to um, basically serve these sort of outside alternative assets um, and allow you to legally own them inside your retirement account. Yeah, that makes sense. So what are a couple examples? Um, you said real estate, precious metals. Uh, do you have an example of maybe a real estate project that pops into mind that one of your clients has done through an IRA? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we've had um, several clients uh, come to us with opportunities to own either a note um, or a mortgage on a piece of property that they wanted their um, their retirement dollars to to um, to basically be be the source of the funding for for that thing. So we had to basically take money from an IRA, roll it over to a self directed IRA custodian, and then proceed with executing a note that's owned in the name of your IRA. So um, self-directed IRAs have lots of little steps. They're a little clunky. Um, they're, they're not as, as again, smooth as what we're used to working with, um, with Schwab Fidelity, like, you know, e-opening an account that's automatically populated with forms from your, you know, uh, CRM system. Like it's, it's a little bit more paper intensive, a little more, um, sort of small steps, but the, they were able to own this, this mortgage, um, for a development that, uh, you know, is paying out a fair interest rate. And so, you know, it was exciting for us because we used it as a fixed income portion of their portfolio, um, that was earning, you know, a, a 7% return. So that, that's one, a lot of people like, again, the, the down here in Florida, it's, it's very real estate intensive, but you're right. Precious metals are another, um, major, uh, source for these sort of alternatives. You can own the physical precious metal inside the IRA. Yeah. So that makes sense. So on a real estate, self-directed real estate IRA, right? It's just another chunk of money for your brother-in-law to steal a hundred thousand dollars from you or something <laughs> in his real estate deal. So that's good that they can get it, your retirement money as well. Um, and then, and then if we go over something like precious metals, um, you know, because I, I think we're going to start to get into the parallels when we talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin ETFs and then mm -hmm. gold and gold ETFs. Um, you know, what, what are the advantages? Why might you open a self-directed IRA for gold um, as opposed to buying a gold ETF? Yeah, that's that. It's funny because I, this is exactly, I think, the, the best parallel. People who want precious metals want to own the actual coin. They want the physical gold, you know, gold buffalo or Canadian maple coin and instead of owning sort of exposure to the price movements of gold, they want the actual physical coin. But again, Schwab, Fidelity are not going to let you do that. And so why you go to a self-directed IRA custodian is because you can, um, and I think it's it has to be a specifically bullion 0.999 fine. Like there's some rules that, you know, you just can't like pull out a chunk of gold from the ground and throw it in an IRA. But, <laughs> but you... If you want to own the actual coin, um, the actual um, bullion bar inside an IRA, then that's that's why you use a self-directed um, platform custodian to do that. And they they are responsible for verifying that this piece of you know precious metal, whether it's gold or silver, sort of fits and accommodates the rules. So you have you have an intermediary that is just there to sort of verify that things are are above board or, or things are, are the way they're supposed to be. Yeah. The, the, the high level is that, you know, IRAs, even at Schwab, <clears throat> you know, every IRA needs a trustee. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so that's why your accounts, IRAs, wherever they're at, say FBO, you know, for benefit of the client, because they have to be titled in the trustee's name because they're responsible for the tax reporting and the compliance, et cetera. <clears throat> when you're at a Schwab, it's just not self-directed. Right. You, know, you can't do anything you want to a certain extent. Uh, and then these other companies provide the self-direction, which is, hey, we will do the compliance and, and IRS reporting and we'll allow you to do this menu of things. 
uh, and they compete to see who can let you do the craziest things with your IRA. <laughs> so one of those crazy things that they're letting people do now is crypto. And yes. so that's where that's where this comes in. And and you mentioned in the article that this company, Directed IRA, not to be confused with a self-directed <laughs> IRA, uh, as quotes. $40 We're doing million. Air quotes. Yeah, 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 exactly. $40 million with Gemini, um, <clears throat> which obviously compared to the vendors we're used to using, not a ton, but but that seems like a lot at this stage in the game. Yeah, absolutely. This is only over the first few months of their integration. And so um, the, the the difference between directed IRA and just another uh, self-directed IRA custodians, they, they have integrated with Gemini's platform, which allows for advisors to sort of have a, a, a more streamlined solution, tech stack, so to speak, um, that works together. So, you know, there, there are lots of self-directed IRA custodians. Kingdom Trust is probably one people have heard of. Um, Advanta IRA is a big one down here in Florida, uh, Midland. So, I mean, there, there is a long list of these, but what Directed did really well, which helps um, financial planners in their practice, is having that integration with Gemini. Yeah, so, and we are using the Gemini platform and a self-directed IRA custodian now to open up crypto IRAs and, and there's pros and cons. So some of the downsides that we're seeing, of course, are those extra steps that, that you mentioned, like you do with the real estate or the gold. We have the same thing. It's just some extra steps and crypto is already complicated. And I'll get back <laughs> to the, you know, I gave you that, I gave you that 401, 401k example a few weeks ago, right? Where there's seven parties involved in order to, in order to deliver a, a 401k. We're seeing the same thing with 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 uh, IRA crypto crypto IRAs, and so we've got the self-directed company. You know, I've got blockchain providing the access. I got Gemini managing it. I've got uh, my firm, and then we have the advisor. Heaven forbid they're using a DBA, and so we've got another <laughs> company involved. <laughs> so it is it is a little more complicated, um, and and then it's also kind of expensive. So that can be another one. You also have that extra layer of fees on top as well. Yeah, typically self-directed IRA custodians again are, are are different. So they don't they don't make money off of managing the cash um, balances and the money market funds and things. And so what they what they do instead is, and, and and again because we've gone away from this, it feels like they're nickel and diming you some. But the reality is they they just make their money off of transactions. So typically there's a account um, sort of annual fee, uh, management fee that gets paid. Um, you know, it may be a couple hundred dollars, you know, two, three hundred dollars is, is kind of like a, a standard. But then typically there there's just transaction fee costs. So like when they do something, they they typically will will charge you. So it's it's just a different model than what we're used to, where again, we we're not seeing what Schwab's doing or Fidelity is doing. And um, you know, they're offering it to us free. Uh, free is again in air quotes but um, it, it's, it definitely has yeah. a little bit more steps. Yeah, it, it does. So, so let's go back to just a generic self-directed IRA, right? Doing something out, out of the usual. Um, I, you know, I, I think it'd be interesting if we both comment on kind of how we approach suitability, suitability for that mm -hmm. or having, have it being a concentrated asset. So let's just take a real estate deal for you. Um, and somebody's taking a big chunk of their net worth and putting it in there. You know, what are you comfortable doing? What are you comfortable advising on? Um, what are you thinking about when somebody wants to initiate one of these deals? Yeah, that 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 is a really good question. We typically have approached it from just a asset allocation perspective. So when they come and they say, we want to do, um, 
you know, a, a mortgage or a note, we treat that as a fixed income slice of their portfolio. Um, and, and wanting to make sure that the, the whole portfolio is, is suitable for, you know, their, their goals, their needs, that kinds of stuff. So that's sort of the first layer, but sometimes it gets difficult when, like you were saying that that brother-in-law, like they always have a development opportunity. And so, you know, now all of a sudden it's, it, it, it leans more towards a growth or, um, you know, like a long-term investment play. Um, and so then it, we, we have to do a little bit more due diligence to figure out, okay, what's the timeline for this? You know, if you're going to own real estate land and develop it, like that's, there's a lot of moving parts that that's no longer just a little slice of alternative asset class. That's, that, that's, far more of a long-term growth uh, component to their portfolio. So that's, that's how we get started with that analysis. Well, and the other problem with self-directed IRAs is they can really wreak havoc on your billing system if you use the AUM model. And it's even harder when your brother-in-law is billing them 100% uh, annually, actually 100% a month on their capital. It makes it, it makes it even more difficult. You know, so, so at my firm, um, yeah, it's obviously, so if we do mostly crypto, it definitely has to fit into their portfolios and aggressive allocation, you know? So however, obviously assets, age, risk tolerance, all the usual stuff plays into that. Um, but the other thing we look at is, is where the assets are at. So I think asset location is very important. So we have not opened up a self-directed traditional IRA for crypto yet. And I, and I hope not to, um, at, at my firm, our belief is such that this is going to be incredibly high growth moving forward. We do not want that trapped inside a, a IRA tax structure if we can help it. So what we try to do, if we are doing self-directed IRAs, it's Roth IRAs. Um, and sometimes that can be a portion. Uh, but also if we have a younger client or maybe somebody who didn't, you know, if they've got, you know, a couple hundred grand in an IRA, and a traditional, but they've got 20 in a Roth that they've just started or 30, we'll move the whole Roth over. So a lot of times mm -hmm. we may go out of that allocation um, of kind of aggressive assets if they have a Roth, a, a chunk of you know Roth money that just makes sense. Like we don't need to protect that 30 grand necessarily, right? We need to try to grow mm -hmm. it, and if we can grow it tax free, even better. So um, th there are some additional factors that we that we look at. Yeah. So you have a, a tax location overlay that you're also considering when trying to make the portfolio allocation pieces work as well. Yeah, that, that that's exactly right. And so, um, okay. you know, and, and the other problem is, right, but so that might make sense for younger investors, but self-directed IRAs, uh, custodians usually charge per transaction too, and per wire fee. So we also can't put a hundred yep. bucks a month in there. So there's some other things to consider yep. like, okay, how do we get, you know, how do we get this filled up before we transfer? How do we get five grand in there before we move it? Can we do it once a year? You know, do we need to contribute to monthly to the joint and move it over to a Roth still at Schwab, then move it over? So logistically, it gets to be, you know, really everything that uh, as RIAs we spent decades doing, which is uh, making our businesses more efficient and not doing more work for less money <laughs> is now back with crypto. So our smallest accounts <laughs> take the most work and have the most risk. It's we're going backwards. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Yeah, we, it's funny because down here again, we're mostly dealing with retired people. So it's, I have 250,000 and a 401k that we're dealing with. Um, and typically the, the, the real estate commands a higher number, but you're right. We, we have, we have found that with the IRAs we do, we, we typically need you to have at least 50,000. We prefer you to have a hundred thousand 
because the fees start to accumulate pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's good to know. It's, it's a good option to have. So so true believer, even true crypto believers like us who want everybody on chain, we want everything decentralized, we want everything permissionless, we're still going to need some traditional financial service providers to make some of this happen. And this is a great example of one of them. So as much as I would like to do an end run around them, in order to keep the retirement structure, we're not going to be able to. It's going to have to go through through these intermediaries. So I'm excited we have them. I'm excited they're growing. I'm excited there's competition for them. Cryptos bring more competition yeah. in this space, which should benefit our clients greatly. Yeah, I'm excited to see the competition really um, continue to grow and the 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 new ways that we're going to figure out how to connect like you said, these legacy systems with these new options. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's only, again, the, the innovation is only beginning in this space. Absolutely. So it's good to see. It's good to see innovation in our products, in our service providers, but mostly through the DAO. So come join us. Come check us out. Come join a working group. Come be part of the movement. And thanks again for listening. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's Thanksgiving week, Steve. I couldn't oh. let you off the hook without oh. asking you. Um, you know, I know the CPA part of your brain doesn't like your feelings because they may not be <laughs> compliant, but uh, I'm I'm thankful and I'm grateful for um, just the ability to to do this with you, um, to have connected over the DAO and pushing forward the um, the, the digital asset space for uh, the financial planning industry. So very thankful to have the opportunity to do this with you. No, I really appreciate that, Justin. And and the same thing. And even as a CPA, I've learned to that I can, you know, initiate my emotion sequence, you know, when I need to. And so I'll do that right now and say thank you as well. It's been a pleasure. And to everybody um, who participates in the DAO and has been on these calls and had these conversations and has thrown out their ideas, it's just been awesome. There's so many great advisors out there and um, it's been a lot of fun building this. So thank you to all of our listeners as well as you, Justin. And that's the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the world. And I'm going to have to do that again because they all came back from breakfast and uh, yeah.